Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. It is all things hockey talk and all things centric around the game. And it's also New Jersey Devils talk as well. And please enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. This is Jersey Joe talking. And it was mentioned recently by Devils Insiders that Lindy Ruff seems to be cooked. I've been saying this all along with sources that I've spoken with and people who I know who've been telling me the same thing over the past half season. I said, I mean, how far can this coaching staff go? Uh, I don't think it's going to go very far at all. I mean, Lindy Ruff has one more year on his contract. I spoke to... Uh, Dennis Bernstein of the fourth period about that situation. And, you know, I think the players have a lot to say, especially those who want to see guys like Mark Recchi go, Taylor go, Elaine Nazarene go, the whole bunch. I, I could see it every time I watch a game this past season – and watching some of the current games is like, now that Blackwood was back last night in that overtime loss effort, I mean, they played a lot more sound, but the power play, you know, in, re- in majority of the seasons just been very, very, very subpar. It's just, need I say, abysmal? Well, abysmal is the right word for that. And so has the shorthanded goals against, which is very, very atrocious. Uh, need I get any more animated that way? I think the way the doubles have to look at it is that could this season cost Tommy Fitzgerald's job? I spoke with another person who I'm close to saying that his hot seat's getting pretty hot, 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 like, like the roof's on fire type hot. Uh, if that is indeed true, I mean, the Devils could possibly promote Dan McKinnon from within, or could they be getting a guy like Kevin Weeks, or someone else different from outside the organization? But I think if the Devils do end up moving on from Tom Fitzgerald, they will have to look with Martin Bardur and the hockey operations looking for someone within the organization and outside the organization. Now, the Devils have a lot of the right pieces and everything going forward. Like, this season we saw Igor Sharangovich take off a little bit more. Dawson Mercer jumped in. Uh, we've had guys like Kevin Ball jump in defensively for a little bit. Uh, Riley Walsh last night, for example, a little small sample size of what he can do is positivity, even in the darkest of a season, you know, coming up from Utica, doing his job, Nikita Ohotyuk looking fabulous. I mean, for a guy that's, you know, been playing with the Ottawa 67s and maturing through the Utica Comets system under Kevin Deneen. I can see guys like him starting to take the reins a little bit more. Now, with that being said, uh, off-season additions, 
Defensively, I see a guy like Colin Miller or Nikita Zadorov uh, coming in as possible free agents that probably won't break the Devils' bank. But the Devils are going to have to pay some serious bank, maybe shorter term, maybe two, four years worth to Jesper Bratt. And Bratt, to me, is worth about $7.5 million uh, per season. A little less than uh, Nico Heischer contract, but the Devils are going to reinvest that money very smartly, and I just think it's about time that, you know, if Severson wants to stay, he can stay, but he has mentioned it verbally out there that he wants to stay in New Jersey. Now, with that being said, the Devils have guys like Jesper Bokvist, uh, Fabian Zetterland, who I've been high on the past couple of years, uh, coming up in the draft into the Devils farm system from both Binghamton and in Utica, same thing, uh, but better system in Utica. It just, I think the way the Devils are set up now uh, with their pipeline, they could be locked and loaded. And I don't think there's a need to rush Luke Hughes. But I wouldn't be surprised if he got an ELC because I think he's a bit ahead of his learning curve. But, you know, defensemen take a little bit longer than forwards. So that's just the uh, the norm of when you draft a player. And speaking of the NHL draft, we're going to be talking a little about uh, NHL draft lottery for a little bit. But I'm not going to try and get too into it because then I'll just... Go run on, but anywho's the draft lottery will determine. I mean, the Devils can't slide no more than 10 spots back maximum, so that would be the 15th overall pick. The Devils can't go no higher than the first overall pick. You can only have two teams picked and According to sources, that starting this year, um, if you win the the draft lottery, one of the two, it sounds like, if you get two total straight within five years or two total in five years, uh, you will not be eligible to win the draft lottery. So... I find that to be pretty fair. Um, kind of like uh, I remember when the Devils won in the Nico Heischer sweepstakes. Uh, the Devils moved up to first overall, uh, rightfully so. Uh, the Flyers jumped up from like near like 16th or something at the time, and they jumped all the way up to number two. And then Dallas got like third. And we all know how that went. For some of you who don't know, um, Nico Heischer was the first overall pick, obviously. Uh, Nolan Patrick, uh, second overall pick. I think we all know how that turned out. Yep. Maybe uh, Hextall should have listened to his scouts. Um, Now, Dallas picked up a primetime defenseman in Miro Heiskanen, and he's a fabulous player. You know, 
becoming a really smooth skating defenseman who can score points. Skates a lot like Niedermeyer, Scott Niedermeyer, that is. I swear, the the guys coming out of Finland look fabulous. Um, with that being said, Colorado ended up getting Kale McCarr, and I think this could segue over to something different. Now, I want to throw that out there to fans listening in who aren't tuned into the NHL draft prospects for overtimeheroicshockey.net. I will say this. If you look at the hockey analytics from hockeyprospect.com, Shimon Nemetz or Simon Nemetz to some of you Anglophiles, he's actually another right-handed defenseman with a lot of upside who plays in the Slovak Extraliga, which is their NHL. So he has exceedingly high numbers, and he's very hyper-energetic. He is really good in offensive transition, moving out of the offensive zone through the neutral zone, which is all good in everything. But his maturation mentally and physically, really good stick handling, you know, really good hockey IQ, very good feet. I can see him easily being a top two pick. If the Devils are within the top six picks, he'd be one of my suggestions for those slots. And I think the way the Devils are set up with right-handed defensemen, you have Hamilton for six more seasons. You have uh, Severson for... Another season until his extension he signs. And then you have Riley Walsh coming right up. And that buys time for a guy like Shimon Nemetz to come in. But Nemetz might not need to wait too long. And this is a good problem the Devils have. Because if they do select him, they're in very good shape. And he's supposed to be analytically... The best uh, defenseman in the draft. And to me, comparing him to uh, Kale McCarr's numbers and skill-wise and maturity-wise, I think he's right up there, if not slightly better. Um, Now, there's another defenseman out there named David Juricek. He's out of the Czech Extraliga. Kind of like Slovakia's system, but um, the, the Czech system has been producing more uh, hockey talent lately. Physical, two-way guy, plays sound defense. He does shoot a hard slapper, so he can shoot from the point. I think he's more like uh, Marek Zielitski in that way. And the way he carries himself physically is also set up to be a really good uh, top four NHL uh, defenseman, if not a top two. Um, Him and Nemetz are the two prized defensemen in this draft. Um, When it comes to uh, forwards, I mean, the Devils already have a lot of centers, but you got to keep your eye on Savoie, Matthew Savoie, who's really produced well for 
the Winnipeg Ice. You have the well-known uh, Shane Wright, who's done amazing things for the Kingston Frontenacs. He's played three seasons. Why? Because he was granted exceptional status, and he also was able to massively produce uh, when he was 16 years old and age 17 going into being age 18. So you look at a kid like that, I mean, you have so much uh, variety and options that the Devils, no matter where they land, it's going to push some other players down the pecking order. And I know some people think, uh, not Gleb Trikasov, but Per, like Alexander Perovalov and a few other guys like uh, Ivan Moroshnichenko or Jonathan Lekaramaki. Uh, those guys are all uh, goal scorers and they are born to score. And the Devils do need finishers still. And I like the idea of Alexander Holtz not having to be the not the only answer, but I do like segueing back. Uh, to the pipeline last night, Nolan Foote had two goals against the Ottawa Senators. Sure, the Senators are not a playoff team, but they're maybe a year or a few uh, ahead in development versus the Devils. I'm just trying to be unbiased as possible. But it's a good measuring stick that going into uh, the 22-23 uh, preseason, the Devils have options. They have a lot of options. And there's also going to be some assets moved if uh, either Fitzgerald stays on or someone new comes in and they think they could, you know, better the team and add like a veteran or a young uh, stud who's not necessarily a rookie, but a kid that could really benefit uh, the Devils. Um, Goalies... I spoke to Dennis Bernstein of the fourth period the other day, and we both agreed that Vili Husso of the St. Louis Blues would be an amazing piece for a goaltender. And I would like to believe that analytics-wise, scouting-wise, player interview-wise, um, I watched him in an interview uh, with I think it was Fox Sports Midwest or something that does it for the St. Louis Blues in the region. I like the way he conducted himself, so calm and cool. And when I watch him play, he looks uh, like he has ice in his veins, which is a good thing. Um, just haven't seen him win the Stanley Cup with Jordan Bennington. It's a great thing to have someone who knows what winning a cup is like. And bringing in a winning culture. Now, speaking of culture, eventually when the Devils address the coaching staff issue, I would like to see them bring in some players who are indeed bona fide winners, just like Ryan Graves and Dougie Hamilton. Uh, But you need to keep adding more pieces to the puzzle, and the puzzle isn't finished. And the Devils will look... A thousand times better when they add another couple goalies. And speaking of which, uh, our rivals to the south in the Mid Atlantic, uh, the Washington Capitals, 
with Vitek Vanacek and um, Ilya Samsonov. They're going to have to pay up those guys a lot of money, and there's upcoming contracts there. But you never know sometimes. I would be happy to see one of those goaltenders come to New Jersey. I know some people spoke about Alexander Georgiev coming to New Jersey. I think he would be another good backup, but Nico Dawes himself is already a goaltender slash possible fringe starter in the making. So I think the doubles are pretty much set in most ways, but they have to address a few spots. But I know this is going into games 81 and 82, but by the time we get done with this podcast, um, I'd like to hear back from you all and maybe, uh, maybe we can talk more about the draft later on, but um, I'm over at OvertimeHeroicsHockey.net and don't be afraid to message me on Twitter or on Instagram and see you next time.